This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Any news today, Tito, at all? (laughs) (laughs) Dang, Rosie. That's your job. This is the Rosie Report. The next round's on Rosie, and we'll read his credit card number here in just a moment. Regular season roundup. Catch it, Rosie. Nicely done, Rosebud. Now, here's Jim Rosenhaus. Any news today, Tito, at all? (laughs) (laughs) Dang, Rosie. That's your job. This is the Rosie Report. The next round's on Rosie, and we'll read his credit card number here in just a moment. Regular season roundup. Catch it, Rosie. Nicely done, Rosebud. Now, here's Jim Rosenhaus. at first two down game tied at one the set the pitch a swing and a line drive to right field base hit down the line game winner Ahmed Rosario and he'll get mobbed out behind the mound in front of second base and the Indians get their second walk-off win of the year a two-out RBI single down the right field line by Ahmed Rosario. And the Indians sweep a two-game series from the Chicago Cubs. And they win today in ten innings, two to one. Always a good sign when we begin at the end. And that was the end of yesterday's two-to-one ten-inning win for the Tribe as they have now won eight of their last nine games, 12 out of 15, playing really good baseball. They take three out of four on the homestand, including a two-game series sweep of the Cubs. And that's how we begin episode number 24 of the Rosie Report regular season roundup. Jim Rosenhouse along with you. Coming up later on on our show, we will hear from Indians Vice President of Player Development, James Harris, with a farm report. He'll zero in on some of the players at Lake County and also Lynchburg at the single-A level of the Indians farm system. That's in a little bit, but first some post-game thoughts from Tribe Manager Terry Francona. You know, what did you think of the job that Karen Jack and Class A did to, to hold things in place there late in the game? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't easy and it was kind of a tightrope, but but they, they, they got out of it and uh, Again, when you're when you're at home, you know. I mean, you kind of state the obvious, but you get to hit last. You got a chance. Tito, what have you thought of uh, Ahmed defensively in center over the last few games, and just what he was able to do at the end of the game tonight? Um, I think he's getting comfortable, more comfortable in center. You know, he, I mean, he's quick enough where, you know, he's going to get the balls. I think his jumps have been good. You know, the wind the wind got him on one today, but. I probably it was probably him, him and his ball anyway. Um, no, I think he's doing okay out there. I, I think we're all pleased. What did you think of Sam to start the game? 
I thought, one, I thought he competed great. Um, didn't give in. You know, he's, he, his command right now is not what we hope it will be as he gets some starts under his belt. But he threw some real good curveballs. Um, I thought he, I thought he, again, I thought he competed really well. There were a couple chances where, you know, he could have maybe gave in a little bit, but he didn't. He kept fighting. We, when, when they changed the rules for extra inning games, we, we all kind of kept asking you questions of how you would manage, you know, and we watched them not be able to get the bunt down in the top half inning. How nice is it to have a guy bunt the first pitch and get it, especially with the way Rizzo comes down first baseline? Yeah, I was actually going to take it off because he was so aggressive, but he laid down such a good bunt that they still couldn't defend it. That was that was a nice piece of bunting right there because, you know, in, in some ways it's almost a lost art. But both our catchers are good bunters, and, and it helped win us a ball game. And also some post-game thoughts from James Karinchek. Karinchek got the win yesterday with a scoreless inning in the top half of the 10th inning. Unbelievable numbers over the course of the season in a relief role for Karinchek. He's only allowed three hits all season, and uh, the appearances and innings are starting to accumulate now. So it's really just phenomenal what he has done. And he talked about his success and the game yesterday after the game. Extra inning rules, man. For a reliever to come in and have a guy on second, how do you calm yourself down knowing there's a guy already in scoring position? Uh, I mean, I just got to execute. <clears throat> and, you know, sometimes you come in the game with man second and seventh inning. So, so I'm same game. You got to execute batter to batter, pitch to pitch. You start thinking too forward, things start to get out of hand, so it's pitch to pitch. Can you take us through the yeah. snow at bat and then your ensuing celebration? Uh, I mean, that was a great battle. I mean, it's a great hitter. The guy's been doing it for a long time, and uh, I think it was seven, maybe eight, nine pitches. We just kept fighting, and I finally got him, and I was, uh, I was revved up. How big was it in your mind not to let them get the bunt down uh, in, during in that first – I think it was the first hitter you faced. Uh, I mean, I think the bigger thing was just getting uh, throwing the ball in the zone, man. I, wasn't, I couldn't walk another guy there. If I walked that guy, I think things would go out of hand. And, uh, you know, I got the ball in the zone. Renee called some great pitches, and, uh, you know, we got out. As a team, how excited are you that you guys are sitting six games over 500 right now and the offense probably hasn't gotten going yet? Uh, I mean, we believe, in our, we believe in our team, man, and we did that. I mean, since spring training, we still thought we were going to win, and uh, I think we were going to keep winning. And, uh, I mean, I believe in our offense. I believe in every guy on this team. I mean, there's a reason they're here. They're going to get going. And Karen Check's a product of the Indians' farm system, which has been producing the majority of the roster now. And the next wave is coming. James Harris is the Indians' vice president of player development. We had a chance to catch up with him recently, and he talked about some of the players at both Lynchburg and Lake County at the single-A level for the Indians. And with the realignment of minor league baseball, there have been some changes in terms of level of play at different affiliates. And now Lake County is the Indians' high A affiliate. So a little bit better caliber of baseball in terms of prospects being that one step closer to the major leagues? Yeah, so in Lake County this year, you'll see an older player. As you said, it's high A, so the levels go from A ball to high A to double A to triple A. So high A is when, when players start to see a little bit more advanced pitching. You'll see an older player. That player is around 22, 23 years old, somewhere around that, that area. Um, it'll be a higher level, more competitive baseball than what you may have seen in the past with a younger player. Um, in the past, it was low A where you'll see a player in their first full season. Now you'll see players in their second or third full season. 
So it'll be a higher level of, of, of ball. And, and of course, they've had competition along the way. So they've earned their way to, to play at this level. And it be, should, should be interesting there in Lake County. And you mentioned that a little bit older player. And, and we were talking about the pitching there potentially to start the year. And it looks like, and, and you can roll the names, but uh, some good college-level drafted players that uh, that might move quickly based on what we've seen in the past with that type of drafted player. And, and who are some of the names that we can really keep an eye on that, that might not be there that long if, if things go well? Yeah, if you followed us during the draft, you'll you'll hear names like Mason Mason Hickman, Tanner Burns, Logan Allen, Hunter Gaddis, like names like that uh, we expect to be there and should be exciting uh, to, to have those guys, especially with the six-game series. So you're, they're playing the same teams. They get to, to have scouting reports on – on hitters, and we're we're excited to see those guys go out and attack hitters um, in the, in that league. And we should uh, we should remind people there are two Logan Allens now in the Cleveland Indians organization. The one who has been in the major leagues, and then uh, Logan Allen by the same exact name drafted a, a year ago. So we'll try and keep those separated for you as uh, as maybe they get closer to where they want to be on the position player side. Uh, some familiar names, Aaron Bracho we've seen before, Brian Rocchio in spring training, George Valera. Uh, it seems like they've been around a while, but but still young. And, and, and when you look at, at their progress, how are they doing and, and what are the challenges that they'll see this year at Lake County? Yeah, those guys are, as you said, on the younger side of the typical high-A team. They're only 20 years old, so guys like Aaron Bracho, Brian Rocchio, Jose Tena, George Valera, like you mentioned, are guys that we that were international signs who have done really well within our system and we believe that are ready for this level. We would have loved to have these guys play last year, but unfortunately, we weren't able to do that. So having these guys come out and play, looking forward to seeing how they can pull it together. And again, they're going to be, be facing pitchers that are a little bit older than them. So we think they're ready for the challenge and ready to get, the, get those guys out on the field. Well, we mentioned Lake County, a higher level of A-ball this year, and, and Lynchburg, which had been in the high A Carolina League in, in the minor league reorganization, it's still a lot of the same opponents, but it will be considered low A, so a, a younger player. And I know on the mound you're real excited about a former first-round pick, Daniel Espino. Uh, what are you seeing from him as he starts to really get his feet wet in pro ball? Yeah, he's an advanced pro right now. It- it really benefited him to be at the alternate site last year and be around our, some major league guys and around major league catching. And, and, and he was already a mature guy who had his own specific routines of how he take, takes care of his body, being able to layer that in with, with being able to go out and having him there and Lenny Torres, um, Sergio Murillo, like really excited to be able to see those guys. And how about on the position player side for some players who are getting their, their first taste of full season ball? Well, if you watched this during Major League Spring Training, you might have seen um, Andres Melendez or Ganier Diaz. They were, they were around helping us out. But being able to be there, be around our Major League catching, be around guys like Bo Naylor, be around um, our Major League pitching has helped them mature. So it be awesome to see those guys there. There are a few international signs like uh, Gabby Rodriguez um, is there and, and, and Angel Martinez. So it would be great to see those guys as well. Um, also excited to see Jordis Valdez, who's one of our best shortstops, believe it or not, in an in a organization full of middle infielders. It'll be great to see him at, at shortstop and second base as we get out um, to Lynchburg. And, and those are the full-season clubs for the Indians, Columbus, Akron, Lake County, and Lynchburg. The same 
uh, franchises that have been in the organization, even with the, the reorganization of minor league baseball. Where it does change is on the short season level, you still have the Arizona Summer League team based in Goodyear, and, and I know they have extended spring training going. Sounds like a, a lot of roster spots for just one team, and I know you had more than one team in the past. Uh, what's happening out there, and, and how do you keep everyone engaged and, and getting enough at-bats and enough innings? Yeah, that, that's a great question and definitely something we're trying to solve for. So we'll have one team that plays external competition, but we'll also have a number of players that will play what we call B games, which means that um, they aren't games on the schedule, but there are games against external competition, mostly against the Reds. Um, and that will depend on how much pitching we have. So you can only play a game as long as you have pitchers. And if we have a lot of pitching, then we'll play more external games for that second group. If we don't, we'll play more inner squads and shorter games. And when you look at, at some of the position players there, uh, if you remember and can think back to last summer, the draft for the Indians, it was a, a shorter draft, only five rounds, but the Tribe was able to take uh, a young man from the Phoenix area, Carson Tucker, with a good baseball background. And uh, what have you seen from him in very limited time as he prepares for his first pro season? Yeah, Carson Tucker is, is from Arizona, so we've seen him quite a bit, been able to work with us. He's a he's a mature player. His, his brother also plays. Uh, he plays for the Pittsburgh Pirates. I'm very familiar with him. So he's always been around the game. He's worked hard. He's been around major league players, and he came in with that maturity. And our goal now is to, to get him some plate appearances. And Petey Halpin, uh, another uh, youngster drafted last year, uh, what do you see from him as he gets started on his pro career? It's been great to have him out as well. We brought him out in the, the fall season. Um, he, he came into minor league spring training and being able to get out there and, and actually play after not, not being able to play last year was great for him. He can play all three positions in the outfield. He's been able to see some advanced pitching. So really excited to get PD out there playing and around our coaches. And part of, of getting a young player involved in, in pro ball is uh, being on their own, maybe for the first time, and, and I know you have that great facility for housing right across the street from the complex in Goodyear. How has that been a benefit for, for those young kids just getting started on their careers? Not, even without baseball, that's a life skill, being able to move away from home, wake up at the right time. Um, something as simple as we have to teach players how to use a garbage disposal. <laughs> Some people don't, didn't, didn't know how to do that or wash their own clothes or, or things of that nature. Um, a lot of times when they're coming specifically from high school or, or coming internationally, um, they're, they're young players. They're coming to us at 17, 18 years old. So the apartment allows us to teach the life that supports the things that happen on the field. So if you can't wake up on time, you can't get into the field on time, it's going to affect your work. So wanting to be able to help these guys become, become men in the process. Uh, we have a life skill coordinator in, in Jen Wolf. She really digs in on, on the, that aspect, teaches grocery shopping, banking, writing checks, doing taxes, things of that nature, so that those skills we can layer on the baseball skills on top, and it's, it's been a competitive advantage for us. That's James Harris, Indians Vice President of Player Development. And that's going to do it for this edition of the Rosie Report. Regular season roundup. It's off to the West Coast now for the Tribe. They will open up a series with Seattle, the first of seven straight on the West Coast. The Indians and Mariners playing on Thursday night at 10-10, our airtime 9:35 for the Union Home Mortgage Indians warm-up show. Hope you can join us then. Tom Hamilton has the week off this week. I'll be joined by former Indians pitcher Justin Masterson. While the Indians are on this road swing, 
So I hope you can tune in there. It should be a lot of fun catching up with Masty and getting his insights into the tribe this week. Until next time, thanks to Bart Swain, Portbury Trip, and Austin Controllis for all of their help with the Rosie Report. I'm Jim Rosenhouse. As always, thanks so much for listening and downloading, and we'll catch you next time. This has been the Rosie Report. This has been the Rosie Report.